Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. You may not always like his opinion, but you can bet he'll have one. Welcome to the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Maxime Bernier will be with us uh, next hour. We'll talk to the man who many people consider to be the leading candidate to become the leader of the Conservative Party of Canada, although um, Kevin O'Leary would disagree with that. He was on with us last Saturday. So after we speak to Maxime Bernier, we'll give you an opportunity to uh, decide. And there are other people running in the race, and we'll talk to Andrew uh, Scheer tomorrow. But last weekend we had O'Leary... And today, it'll be Bernier, and I'll ask you to choose between the two, because Bernier's name comes up when we talk to O'Leary, and I'm sure that O'Leary's name will come up after we talk to Maxime Bernier, so that's uh, next hour. Gloria Allred will be with us from Los Angeles, the famed women's issues, human rights lawyer on the Bill O'Reilly, losing his job at Fox News, and um, I'll start off with the story out of... uh, Southern Ontario. That really is, it's a story that's grabbing the attention of people right across this country because it has to do with house prices. And the housing market in Toronto and the Golden Horseshoe, which includes, of course, Hamilton and then down toward Niagara, continues to experience explosive price increases. New available detached homes in Toronto are an average of $1,783,417 in March of this year. That's an increase of $716,711 over last year. The Wynn government has introduced the 15% non-resident foreign buyer tax, and they have a whole suite of, uh, of housing initiatives that they're undertaking. And I was thinking uh, how much of a relief that is, given the fact that the premier also was in charge of, uh, of hydro and electricity prices, and we know how well that turned out. There is a lot to talk about when it comes to housing. I want to ask you in a few minutes about whether you're in the market for a home now, and particularly if you're in the Toronto or Southern Ontario area, and what it is that you're encountering. Because people are going in, from what I understand, you go and you look at a house, and immediately you're told, and this has happened previously, you know, in fairly contemporary history, immediately you're told... There are other people who are bidding on this house, and they're way over already what the asking price is. So you now are involved in a lottery. And what's that like if you're a buyer? Also, if you're a seller, you know, if you suddenly have a piece of property, if you have a home 
that a couple of years ago you bought for two hundred and fifty or three hundred thousand dollars, and today they're telling you it's worth a million, a million and a half. What do you do? I know a lot of people say, "Well, I can't afford to sell it because if I afford, if I sell it, I won't be able to afford to buy something like it." But if you sell it and you downsize, providing you can find something, there's money that would go into your bank account. There are a lot of questions, a lot of issues that have to be dealt with and are being dealt with. And um, with me on the show is Jason Mercer. He's a market analyst for the Toronto Real Estate Board. Jason, thank you for taking the time uh, on a Saturday. Where do you find time these days? Well, you know, it's certainly been a, a busy past 12 months when you're looking at the uh, the real estate market. I mean, if you look at... Uh, you know, from July 25th onwards, when the BC government brought in their uh, foreign buyers tax uh, connected to the Greater Vancouver area uh, market, obviously, the, you know the, the the next sort of leap um, in in terms of uh, the housing market was thinking about well, um, you know, where do we stand with regard to foreign buyers in the Greater Toronto area, and and, and should we expect to see a, a similar move? And, and and certainly now, going on a year later, that was one of the uh, um, you know, policy initiatives on the part of the uh, of the province that, that came into or, or was announced uh, late last week. The Premier said at the time that the 15% foreign buyers tax went into effect in Vancouver. The Premier of Ontario said, if I recall correctly, that she would not get engaged in a similar action because she didn't see a parallel between what was going on in Vancouver and what was happening in Toronto. Now, because of what's happening in Toronto, she's taken that step. How do the realtors feel about a 15% foreign buyers tax on properties in the city of Toronto. Well, I think one of the things that you know we've been saying since uh, um, the the uh, the summer announcement from from BC is that you know we feel any policy initiative that's uh, that's pointed at the uh, at the housing market ought to be you know or have a, a solid foundation on empirical evidence. And 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 when people were initially asking about you know the level of foreign buying activity in the GTA, initially there was no good. Uh, uh, numbers that that that, uh, that sort of backed it up one way or the other, and so one of the things that uh, that Treb did uh, uh, late in 2016 was uh, hire Ipsos to undertake a uh, a survey of our membership. So essentially, asking if you acted on behalf of a buyer over the last 12 months, what share of those deals that you're involved in uh, involved a foreign buyer? And on top of that, you know, where you had deals in a vault foreign buyer, you know, what was their purpose for uh, for purchasing uh, that home? And the results are actually quite interesting. I mean, number one, the, the share of overall foreign buying activity for the greater Toronto area came in at just shy of 5%, so 4.9%. But then when you broke down, you know, why um, many of these buyers were purchasing a home, most of them were looking at it either for, for a residence for themselves to live in or another family member to live in or to purchase it as an investment to rent out to tenants. And, you know, obviously when we're uh, uh, facing pretty tight rental market conditions as well as in the, in the greater Toronto area, then that, that gets to the supply issue on that front also. And it's not just Toronto because the tentacles are spreading across in, in southern Ontario. They start in Peterborough, I believe, and, and go to Niagara, which is sort of a greater Toronto area. Uh, I don't know if that's exactly how it's defined, but I, I believe it's sort of a greater Toronto area, GT area. Uh, and it doesn't matter whether you're in uh, in Toronto or Hamilton or Burlington or heading down toward Niagara. The same sort of situation is developing where the properties, because people are moving to get something, maybe if they sell a house in Toronto, buy something a little less expensive uh, 30, 40 miles away, which, of course, is then driving the price up in those communities. And we already have, I think, a national price average on homes at half a million dollars. Where's this going? You're the analyst. How do you analyze this? 
Well, and it's true. I mean, if you look back sort of coming out of the recession, uh, 2010, 2011, you know, we were starting to see uh, um, obviously a, a resurgence in demand for ownership housing. Um, but one of the things we are also seeing is, 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 is we weren't seeing a resurgence in, in, in listings. So even as we started to see a turnaround um, in price growth, um, generally speaking, that'll prompt people to list their homes because they want to take advantage of equity gains and what have you and either, you know, take advantage of some of that money by, say, downsizing or maybe they want to use that equity to, to move up in the market. But whatever the case, what generally would happen in that sort of phase of the housing cycle wasn't. And really up until the last couple of months, uh, the number of new listings had been flat to down, but that was up against, you know, a couple of consecutive years of of record sales and so you started to see an acceleration in price growth and certainly you know whereas that started sort of in the city of toronto and then moved out to the the gta regions and now we're seeing you know if you're looking at the greater golden horseshoe so you're right from from st Catharines, you know right up through you know kitchener waterloo guelph area through into barry and then back down into the eastern end of uh, durham region um you know all of these parts of the market or, or geographies in the marketplace have gotten tighter and tighter to the point where most of those areas um, that you mentioned are now experiencing, you know, double digit price growth, especially for low rise home types, single semis and townhomes. Let me take a quick break and we'll come back and we'll talk some more about what's happening to house prices and uh, how the Toronto Real Estate Board sees them. Uh, my guest is uh, Jason Mercer, market analyst for the Toronto Real Estate Board. Who's got a million dollars or more to buy a house? Who are the buyers? And is the market really uh, beyond, is, the, is a home beyond the reach of the average young Canadian family? Because ultimately, the Canadian dream always has been, is it not for a young family to buy a home, a starter home, and then carry on over a period of years? Has, has that all significantly and maybe forever changed? Or at least until interest rates climb, and maybe the economy burps a little bit, and if that happens, if interest rates climb and the economy burps, then pfft, the air may go out of the balloon and the prices come down. And then what do you have? In Vancouver, from what I understand, the 15% foreign buyer's tax slowed down the purchase of homes by foreign investors. But that apparently, uh, as I've been told, is starting to swing the other way again. We'll come back with uh, more from Jason Mercer from the Toronto Real Estate Board, and then we'll take your calls at 800-263-2428. If you're in the process now of trying to buy a house, what's that like if you're in southern Ontario? What is that like? It, I mean, uh, how, do you, how do you get the money? That's the question I hear time and again from people I talk to on the street, friends of mine, we talk about the price of houses, and the, and the question is always, how do people afford this? How do you afford a million or a $2 million home? Or a, or a condo. And then rents are uh, climbing dramatically uh, in, in, in many cases. So 800-263-2428. If you're somebody who is in the process of buying a home, what, what's that like when you go in? You have to immediately put in a bid that's higher than the asking price or you're out of the game? Um, if, you're, if you have an apartment, uh, how many people have, have been informed of a significant increase in the rent that you're paying for the apartment that you have. Now, a lot of this has to do on when the the building was built. I think 1992 was the year, sort of the, the, uh, uh, the year that, that makes the difference as to how much they can raise the rent. But if you're struggling trying to make a rent increase, how much is your rent increased? And if you have a home that's worth suddenly a million and a half dollars, do you sell it? 
because there's going to be cash in your pocket. But then what do you do with that cash? Can you buy another home? Do you have to rent something? It's a conundrum. It's a catch-21 for many folks. We'll come back with Jason Mercer, and then we'll talk to you on The Green Show. If you're looking for real-life radio, you've come to the right place. This is The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. It's, uh, what is it, March for Science Day? I was just asking, didn't we have that a couple of weeks ago when we turned out the lights? But I was told that was Earth Hour Day. March for Science Day. And if you follow me on Twitter, at The Roy Green Show, follow me there on Twitter, at The Roy Green Show, I just posted some, uh, retweeted some photographs of what the, uh, of the Save the Planet crowd who are in, uh, in the Dakotas trying to stop the pipeline from going through, the absolute horrific, disastrous mess they left behind when they, when they, when they finally abandoned their camps. It looks like nobody even tried to clean up. It looks like a garbage dump. So nice to know you care about the planet. Earth Day. Earth Day. Is that anybody... No, it's March for Science Day. I, I'm confused. There are too many of them, too much marching going on. But their folks are getting into shape finally. Jason Mercer, market analyst, Toronto Real Estate Board, is with me. Jason, is there any way to project what's going to happen to home prices in, uh, in the next year? If, if it's gone up 33% March over, uh, year over year, March to March, uh, and, and higher, I believe, in some home designations, uh, can you look ahead to 2018 and have any sense of where home prices will be? You know, we do. We do. We don't have official forecasts now for now for 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 2018. But certainly, you know, right now, uh, when you look at you know how tight market conditions are, you got about a month's worth of inventory, you know, GTA wide. So what I mean by that is is that if you, if you look at the active listings that we had. Um, at the end of uh, uh, March and said, well, if, if we saw on average it's sort of the same monthly level of sales we've seen over the past year, it would only take a month's time to deplete all those listings. I mean, that's why we're seeing the, the strong and accelerating pace of price growth uh, um, that we've seen. And so if that scenario were to carry forward, then, you know, in all likelihood, we continue to see that same pace of price growth. But it's important to note um, that over the last couple of months, we have started to see um, a resurgence in, in, in new listings. And, and so if that trend were to keep up, um, you know, chances are you could see more balance come into the market and, and you could see a moderation in the pace of price growth. Um, but the issue is, is that it does take some time to, to, to unwind things because, you know, it's been so tight out there right now. you got a lot of households that would purchase a home if they could find one that meets their needs. But the issue is, is there's been so much competition between buyers up against, you know, a very constrained supply um, that you'd still have a lot of these households that were, you know, making purchases as you saw more listings come online. So you probably need to, you know, see a year or so of, uh, of uh 
uh, of, of time where you're seeing the growth in new listings outstripping growth in sales. Now, it looks like we're starting to see that. And so if that were to be sustained, um, you could see uh, some moderation on the price front moving forward. What do you advise people who really have an economic interest in the value of their home, economic interest in the sense that they, if they can make a, a good profit selling a home now, an amount of money that they couldn't make any other way, and maybe if, you know, if the bubble bursts or the bubble deflates somewhat over the next few years, they will lose a significant portion of the money they can make on the 22nd of April of 2017. What do you advise those people? Well, I mean, you know, if you look at it right, and everyone's situation is always different. So I always yeah. stop short of sort of making a uh, or giving out sort of blanket advice. But I mean, certainly, um, you know, and, and as I said, I mean, even if we see more supply come into the market over the next year or so, um, you know, things are so tight right now that, you know, even with a little bit more choice between buyers, I mean, you know, in all likelihood, we're going to continue to see price choice certainly through 2017. Um, and, and as we move into uh, into 2018 as well, it may not be quite at the pace that we're seeing, you know, through the first quarter of this year, where we're seeing, say, 20, 30 percent price growth. But, you know, certainly price growth above the rate of inflation, you know, over the next uh, a year and a half is, is, is certainly, you know, still well on the cards. Is the Toronto market today comparable with Vancouver when the Clark government introduced their 15 percent foreign speculation tax? Um, well, when you look at, uh, you know, certainly we're seeing very strong rates of price growth. Um, and, and, and there we're seeing similar rates uh, in Vancouver, especially for you know single-family detached type homes. But um, the one thing is, is is that you know the price level, um, especially when you're looking at it on average across uh, a home types, still quite a bit lower than what we saw in Vancouver with a similar level of income. So from you know an affordability perspective, you know looking at you know the majority of people purchase a home through the use of a mortgage, and so the share of income going towards mortgage principal and interest property taxes and utilities uh, was still lower than, than what we're seeing in, uh, in, in Vancouver. Jason, thank you so much for the time. I appreciate it. Thanks a lot. You're very welcome. Have a nice weekend. And you too. Uh, there is Jason Mercer, market analyst for the Toronto Real Estate Board. 1-800-263-2428 is my number. 1-800-263-2428. Um, are you in the market to buy a house or are you selling a home or are you somebody who just bought recently or sold a home recently uh, what's the process like if you're trying to buy do you have to come up with extra money immediately do you have to go beyond the list price immediately just to get a shot at a house 800-263-2428 and if you're selling, what's the process like for you? I mean, it must be good. You're just sitting back and waiting for the offers to pour in. But then where are you going to move to? 800-263-2428. If you're trying to buy a house in southern Ontario, what's it like for you? What's the process like? If you're selling, what's that like for you? And um, how quickly was your, your home sold? And how much more than asking price... Are the buyers going to have to offer 800-263-2428? And if you're having rent increase issues, same number, 800-263-2428. What's happening with rents? And we'll talk condos too. Give me a call. We'll come back.